Hello and welcome to the 16th episode of Invalid Opinions, where being wrong can make it oh so right. Uh, later tonight we'll be talking about some Star Wars and video games like The Outer Worlds, but first, how is everyone doing? Uh, Simon, let's start with you. Meh. I think, meh? yeah. I think, I think meh. Yeah, a, a pretty meh. Uh, but not so meh it hurts, but, you know, meh. How are you doing, David? Yeah, that hurting mare is a—it's a real medical condition. Most people don't realise. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's a lot. A okay. lot of pus. A lot of pus with the the hurting mare. <laughs> but, mm, Dis- oh, sorry, discharge. Oh, a, lot dis- a lot of discharge. A lot of discharge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes me very happy to be hosting this thing with you guys again. Um, I'm here to make you happy. You know that. Oh well, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, anything exciting happening in either of your wonderful lives? Uh, look, highlight for me is, was accidentally deleting that I'm Ben McJanet, Simon Potter, David Holloway. Yeah, you, you and kind of screwed up our you... entire <laughs> run sheet here. And I'm just running with it <laughs> now because I, I, I just don't care enough to stop and restart recording. No, nor should you. Uh, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> no, it's been, look, it's, it's you know, I don't want to start talking about weather and bushfires, but as you know, Ben, it's mm. been a challenging Week or so with lots more challenging weeks to come. Now, so, um, you're in, you're not quite in Sydney though, are you? You're in Wollongong. No, so, yeah, I'm in Wollongong. So everything that happened seriously was like 300, 400 k's north, mm. and then there was a slight incursion into Sydney, but no, so okay. very lucky. So very far. lucky, yeah. yeah. I mean, we had a lot of smoke and stuff around our neck of the woods. Um, there was a fire out at Canunga, and there's another one out at Bar Scrub. So relatively close, but not close enough to be Mm. panicky for me um but there was that much smoke actually blowing up from new south wales i don't know if you saw this in the news but um the air quality in the gold coast and brisbane was so bad it was worse than beijing's air quality on one day isn't that terrible yeah i did see that yeah Yeah. it's quite shocking Um, and then the next day crystal clear blue skies it's amazing. Well, yeah. Thank God for wind. wind yeah, That's the wind it. is good. But we should we should probably also acknowledge uh, any of our friends in uh, LA or the LA area. Yeah. Uh, oh yes, in so who have been experiencing yeah. some pretty pretty horrendous things going on Malibu and so forth. Not nice. We we do feel for you. I remember mm. remember it well from my twenty years in Australia. It's it's mm. pretty unpleasant. So yeah. I suppose New South Wales is probably must have uh, Sydney must have felt a bit like. LA, well, Sydney's yeah, like yeah. LA, but without well, the without the cholera. But yeah, one yeah. of the <laughs> one of the interesting things is um, Australia tends to lease some of the great aircraft that um, the US use in their bushfires. But now the overlap is so mm. deep between the two countries, even though we're on opposing seasons, that we don't even have access to them anymore for obvious reasons. Well, the other thing that's going on at the moment is: did you see one of them actually crash trying to pull out fires in New South Wales? Yeah as well yeah. so that's not helped the situation um no it probably yeah, started so it another fire it well there's already a fire where it crashed so it's not really going to make that much of a dent um probably no. but no it's, uh, you know shout out to all our firefighters men and women doing things and taking care of stuff oh god yeah um you know doing it tough and you know getting out there doing the right thing so you know much love to them and their families and you know keep doing what you're doing and get home safe um, absolutely. Let, let's let's try and move to a little bit more of a positive note. Although when we're talking about a mega corporation such as Disney Plus, I don't know how positive we can be. 
Uh, so yeah, mm. Disney Plus launched this last week. Um, now it's not launched actually here in Australia yet. Uh, it launches Tuesday. Tuesday. Is it Tuesday or is it tomorrow? Well, apparently it's Tuesday. I had no idea, but they're starting to saturate the um, TV channels with ads. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I watched one earlier this evening saying it launches on Tuesday. Okay, well, I guess it's Tuesday. It's launching here in Australia. Um, now, Simon, have you managed to subscribe to Disney Plus yet, or are you considering it, considering the wealth of content that is on the streaming uh, service? Apart from the Netherlands, Europe and the UK are not getting it until late March next oh, year. Oh, wow. So it's very... But considering what I've been hearing about the... Uh, well, the the service at this point, some people are having no problem with it, other people are having awful mm. trouble with it. Um, also, the utility of the app on certain platforms seems to be a little little dodgy. Search, for one, seems yeah. to be a bit problematic. But for the people it's working for, it seems to be working well. Although there has been a bit of an alarming uh, bump up in the price of um, Hulu. Um, oh. There's uh, someone I, I pay attention to on the interwebs and uh, pointing out that there's been two, Hulu has had two price rises this year. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's gone up from like what was it thirty to thirty to thirty five, and then I had another big jump in the last week, up another ten bucks. So it's gone up fifteen bucks. Wow! Which That's yeah, a big, yeah. So and uh, I think the there's a lot of free offers uh, and complimentary offers in the states. I think if you with Verizon, certain uh, users of Verizon get Disney Plus uh, a, a comp. And there's a seven-day free office and so on because I mean, been extolling the fact that it's they have ten million, ten million um, subscribers. So, which sounds great, very good, but we don't know how many of those are paid, how many of those are committed to a contract time, uh, how many are just doing the CBS All Access and just using the free, free offers and then getting the hell out of Dodge. Um, and Disney have said that they're not actually going to comment any further on the subscriber numbers until their next earnings call which i think is in february so that could be kind of revealing because certainly the last one was it was mm. but um hmm. yeah if if you're into into that then yeah there's a there's a lot of content for you i can't honestly say that apart from a couple of shows there's really much that i want to no. see that i don't already have hmm. dvds or blu-rays of which and that and that's the thing, like, I know they're really telling lots of content, and maybe, I don't know, compared to when Netflix originally launched in the US, it is pretty impressive, but um, based on one of those TV ads tonight, I thought I'd better actually look what's on there, and aside from, I've got about 15 years of Simpsons to catch up on, there was nothing in that list that I want, yeah, that's mm. something I would absolutely, oh, sorry, obviously The Mandalorian, I do want to see, Yeah. but beyond that, I'm, I'm struggling to see why I'd bother paying the, the fee. Yeah, and that yeah, fee, that fee is definitely going to go up at some point, um, fairly soon, I would think. After they, after you get a sweetheart deal to start with. Sorry, Ben, what were you saying? I was going to say, yeah, I agree. Like, there isn't a hell of a lot to watch. Um, I was thinking, like, besides the Mandalorian, which is their only original content at this stage, if I'm not mistaken, um, there yep. is more coming. Obviously, they've been touting a lot more coming for a while, uh, especially in the Marvel universe. Um, yeah, besides The Simpsons, um, especially a lot of the older episodes, um, there's not really a hell of a lot I'd be wanting to watch on there. Maybe a Disney movie every now and then, like old Disney animated movie or something like that. Um, I'm not really that keen. 
Um, speaking on the price, though, it is currently the cheapest streaming option in Australia um, when okay. it does actually launch. I think they're charging... Oh, God, I'll... Don't quote me on this. I'd have to do a Google, but I think it's just like $80 for the year or something if you buy the 12-month okay. subscription, um, which works out at like $40-something cheaper than Netflix for a 12-month subscription. Mm, yeah. Um, they they want yeah. you to sign in for a, a chunk of time. They're not interested in the month-to-month. They, they do want no. you to buy a block because they need the numbers. They need the exactly. numbers real bad because they've and thrown no, a lot of money in this, and The Mandalorian is not a cheap show. No, no, it's not. And the numbers then also then make it more appealing to other content producers to actually produce stuff on their platform. Yeah. Um, so that makes me sort of want to do it now because I'm thinking, well, 80 bucks is, you know, in the old days, two Blu-rays. Yeah. I mean, And you're getting all of The Simpsons and The Mandalorian plus other stuff. Yeah, pretty much every Disney and I think just about every Fox show back catalogue is there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, from that side of things, yeah, there's a lot there, but... Um, I mean, it'd probably work out really good for you, David, because you've got the kids. So the kids would probably jump at the chance to watch a lot of those Disney films whenever they want. Yeah, yeah true. Um, oh, now I'm torn. I mean, I am the guy that... Like, I was just billed today by Activision Blizzard for my World of Warcraft subscription for six months, which works out at just under 50 bucks Australian. And I'm barely in the game anymore. So, you know, I can't get too precious about forking out for subscriptions that I don't use. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Although the, yeah. there, is pro- there is one thing, just, sorry, just jump in. There is one other thing to bear in mind is the benefits, and I know I bang on about this periodically, the benefit of actually owning physical media is that's what you get, that's what you keep. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a, a bit of a bit of noise yeah. about some of the adjustments being made to the live streaming versions. There's been a bit of a... F- fuss by some people who care about these things about um, Gravity Falls having a bit of an edit or an adjustment made um, one of the, uh, there's a symbol on uh, one of the uh, character's hats on his fez that has been removed now for people who care about that because there's a lot of hidden meaning and symbolism in Gravity Falls, I don't think that's any great secret and so people who are a bit purist about these things and God knows the fandom's full of people like that um, so there's been a bit of noise about that. There's also been a bit of noise about the uh, the. I don't know how often George is going to go back and fiddle with this, but the uh, the um, Han shooting Greedo. Oh yeah, they cha- so they changed they, the. They made another change to that. Thing, yeah. yeah. So if you want your media unadulterated, uh, physical media is still the best way to go. Otherwise, if you you want whatever little adjustments that uh, mega corporations want to make mm. to your your favourites then streaming is the way to go. If, you, if you're not that fussed, you don't yeah. really care, go for it. It's the it's definitely yeah. the best option for the indifferent. Yeah, and just quietly yes. on the uh, editing that they're doing, uh, The Simpsons as well is the other one that's been, been making a little bit of noise. Um, oh, yes. Because a lot of the older episodes, which were in the old 4 by 3 ratio, uh, they've uh, stretched out to 16 by 9 or they've actually cut the tops and bottoms off the 4 by 3 ratio to make it fit the 16 by 9, 9 ratio. And in doing so, have either A, stretched faces horrifically, or B, they've cut off visual ja- uh, jokes. Um, yeah. the, the most prominent one is when Homer goes on the tour of the Duff Brewery, and they're talking about the three different types of Duff, and you it's actually cut off the visual gag showing that all three types of Duff are coming from the same tube. Um, 
Oh yeah. Yeah, si- simple <laughs> things like that. But you know, the the visual jokes that what made the Simpsons so special, especially in those early yeah, seasons. Gotcha. Um so yeah, it, it but they have Disney's already come out in, in I think it was yesterday even. Um, saying that they're going to restore the Simpsons to the 4 by 3 ratio f- and oh, have good. it restored by around February next year, I think they said. Um, I'd have to pull up the article, but that's roughly what I read. So, some sort of updates. Cool. Um, yeah. Anything else on Disney Plus we want to talk about? No, just that I, I sort of decided I'm not going to subscribe, but now I'm thinking I will as soon as this podcast is over. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Well, well, you can you can watch it. If it's uh, $80. Um, if it's 82 they can get stuffed. But if it's $80... Well, let's go to a short Disney-themed musical interlude because then we'll get oh. a great copyright strike and we can Google it while we're uh, listening to um, right. whatever song David happens to choose during the edit. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Nice. Um, I'm actually going to Google that right now. Disney plus Australia. It's a small world after all. It's a small world <laughs> Oh, David, after you all. are a, a sad, sad individual. Well, I, I think it saves me actually cutting in a song here. I think I'm just going to keep all this in. Oh, oh yeah, just, oh, just, okay. just keep singing. It's a small actually, no, world Actually, no, stop, for the love of God. It's the, a think small of the children. Please, no, small stop. Children, stop. stop. Why? <laughs> oh, Please think of those small kidnapped children that are now animatronics. <sighs> That's right. Well, I'm going to Disney in January. See, I've got to get in the mood. Mm. Uh, $8.99 a month or $89.99 a year. Oh, all right, I might still do it. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Uh, David has discovered the price, and now he's umming and an ahhing, but he probably will still bloody, uh, purchase a Disney Plus subscription. Um, just talking still a little bit more on the topic of Disney Plus and uh, Disney in general, but uh, more on the Star Wars side of things. The Mandalorian has come out to rave reviews. Gentlemen, have either of you seen an episode yet? I, I'll just shut up now, but say no, I've just seen trailers and the odd snippet, whereas I believe someone else may have watched one or two. So I... I may have access. It may be due to a friend in the Netherlands who can watch it legally. <clears throat> so let's just work on that basis. Uh, I've seen episode one. I thought I'd have time this morning to see episode two, but I got the time zones a bit screwed up, so I didn't. But uh, I think the it's it's definitely Marvel Star Wars. It feels Star Wars. Mm. Um, yeah. The I. It's a. It gets off to a slow start. I, I, no spoilers, so don't worry about that. Don't, no spoilers. Um, although, quite honestly, if you're on social media, it's probably been spoiled I, I, up the wazoo for you by I now. I did like that very opening scene though of the first episode. Oh yeah, that was beautiful. That was that yeah, was classic. That, that was, was classic great. Star Wars. There's a lot of classic Star Wars. There's a lot of member yeah. berries in here for for people who enjoy that sort of thing. And mm. I, I must admit, I I do to a point. Although it gets. It, as soon as it starts pulling me out of the thing that I'm going, yeah, a little bit too mm. much egg in that particular pudding there, maybe pull back a bit. On the whole, though, I'd say I'm fairly happy with it. Beginning yeah. does start off slow, but they're building atmosphere. Um, they're, they're building the perception of the character, so so that's fine. Mm. I was a little bit disturbed by having uh, an, an alien from the Orville being the first bounty. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> he does look like one from the Orville, doesn't he? And and he talks like one too. Yeah, um, um, one of the, I like one Brian. Of the, uh, is it Posen or Poen? 
the comedian. He was the guy driving the speeder. Oh, yeah, I recognised him, although I have to admit yeah. at, one, at one point I thought it was Randy Quaid, so what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> and with that hat, he kind of... Like, God, like, how old would Randy be now? <laughs> oh, Rand, Randy is out of his mind. God love him. I, I know you yeah. said Randy Quaid, but I immediately thought of Randy Newman for some stupid reason. Probably because oh, we're talking, he's even older. Probably because we're talking Disney. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So... so uh, there's some bits where it's kind of predictable, but that's okay. We're going for a general audience, so mm. so that's fine. And it's the first episode, so but yeah. tonally, it 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 was good. Uh, some of the CG was TV series qualities, but it's a TV series, so you can't mm. really start moping about that. Pacing, there's some pacing issues. On the whole, though, uh, especially the bit at the end, it was sort of going okay. I was, I was a little hesitant, but okay, you got me. Um, um, I want to know what happens next. I want to know what happens next. And speaking of someone that does know what happens next, uh, the second episode, it starts off really... Actually, I really like the first scene for the second episode too. Um, And I just... I was talking to someone about it who was watching it with me and I said to them that it feels like a very much spaghetti western style show. Um, And I just, yeah, just really, really enjoyed it. And just, yeah... It f- just felt good, and like the other um, comparison I've, I've been of hearing is uh, like Clint Eastwood style. Yeah. Um, like the Mandalorian's like a Clint Eastwood style character, um, and yeah, he gets put through the ringer a little bit in the second episode. But yeah, a really good episode, and um, yeah, I'm really keen to see the, where it goes. Uh, will I be picking up a subscription, or will I continue to watch it via friend? I don't know. Um, we'll find out soon, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult to know where it's going to go because, um, the, obviously there's been a lot of brouhaha, um, about the, the movies, the mainline movies mm-hmm. and some of the spinoffs. And I really, I, I still like the first act of The Force Awakens because mm. there's there's just uh, some of the shots some of the the moments the the mm. char- the promise of the characters in that first act was really quite it was it was very well done i, I always one of the things i really loved was the you know the shot where um ray's been on her scavenging expedition and she's washing all of the uh, the bits and pieces off and she yep. just looks across at the old the old woman doing exactly the same thing and you can just see that she's going oh my god that's my future and there's mm, there's yeah. there's just little setups and little character moments, and it's just a shame that they didn't end up being developed or pursued very well, if at all, in the subsequent acts of the movie or subsequent movie. So I'm I'm very hopeful. Having Cowboy Dave Filoni involved and uh, John mm. Favreau felt very John Favreau, but um, yeah, it, they seem to have a much better. Uh, they've got the the pulse of Star Wars, I think, and my God, yeah. that's refreshing! It is so refreshing, and I don't want to get my hopes up, but they're kind of they're kind of rising anyway. Yeah, so um, I, I'm hopeful. Before we start but talking cautious. about things that are rising, um, I will mm-hmm. just say that between the Mandalorian and playing Jedi Fallen Order, which we'll also talk about a little bit later on, um, yeah, it's actually got me hyped for the new mainline Mm. film a a lot more than what i was previously because i've just got that star wars energy about 
you know, just yeah. surrounding me again. So Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order. Um, that's actually got me hyped for Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, speaking of, there was a newest trailer between episodes for us. Um, have either of you seen it? Yep. Next question. I did. <laughs> yeah, I did three weeks ago and I don't recall it, which probably is the same mm. response Simon's just given. Because I remember watching it and going, this doesn't really get me that excited for it. I mean, the only thing that stood out to me that I was happy about was seeing Carrie Fisher again. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I was just like, meh. Um, um, I'll, I'll still go see it. I know I will. Um, but there's nothing in that trailer. Oh, sorry. There was the other scene with 3PO. Um, oh, yeah. oh, my that, that's, God. That's a little bit of a tearjerker. Uh, oh, um, did you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I had a different reaction. I mean, it's it's intended as a tearjerker is what I'm trying to say. Um, well, it's, it, it's designed to be blatant manipulation of people who care about the character, yeah. But the, and, the thing yeah, is, it made absolutely pull no Pull on the nostalgia heartstrings. Yeah. I'm hoping it makes sense when the film actually comes out, because, yeah, so... Well, but, it, it, it would make sense if they'd actually built some sort of relationship in the previous two movies but that hasn't happened so it's no, there hasn't it's been the it's, it's the Daenerys yet. going crazy and killing everybody moment it's having that happen is fine but you need to earn it you need to build to it and that's the problem is that's the my issue with hmm. where we're going with this third movie is there's a I think they're going to dump a whole lot of stuff in there and then hope that we feel something and I yeah. hopefully they can do that but it's mm. they haven't had enough, you know. For the jet to take up, you need a long enough runway, and I don't. I think they're running. They're using a very short runway here, and unless they've got a Harrier, uh, I'm not. I'm, there could be some crashing and burning and screaming involved. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, I, I just hope they don't at the last movie also introduce CCTV cameras because having free to air one of the channels free to air in Australia have been running all. The Star Wars movie, so episodes one to nine, uh, to eight, um, and then uh, Rogue One and and so on. Love Rogue so One. I watched Return. Yeah, well, that's right. It was on last. Night. I came in halfway through that one. I still love watching what I saw of it again. And um, Return of the Jedi on Friday night. Yeah. And again, I, I, I've said this before on a previous podcast: is that all those movies. Um, rely on the premise that no one ever invented CCTV cameras because all that sneaking around corridors on the Death Star or in Rogue One or whatever could, could not happen if there was CCTV. Yeah. Yeah, yep, definitely. And it, I think it continues in the rest of the other Star Wars media that's out there as well. Um, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've just been playing Jedi Fallen Order and I'm running around through Imperial bases and no one knows I'm there. Um, That's right of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, the logic in some of the stuff is just horrible when you look back on it. Yeah. But anyway, you've got to suspend disbelief. you got to laugh about it sometimes too and just enjoy the yeah. film for what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about Rise of Skywalker anymore. Um, but I will say, you know, the other thing with Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order more so is it actually made me want to watch the Solo movie again. Uh, mostly because there's some uh, quite a fair bit of stuff with Kashyyyk and the Wookiees in this in Jedi Fallen Order, and that's just kind of made me wanting to watch something that's very Chewbacca focused. And Solo is not super Chewbacca focused, but he's in that. He's in. There's he's more focused that. in that than he is in the actual yeah. st- normal trilogy. 
I should say. That's true. And there's also that cool Christmas special. Don't forget that. I'm not watching that. I think I probably will. <laughs> there you go. I, I've, you never. It's. I mean, th- this is the hope that the sequel trilogy has: is that um, after a while you'll you'll get used to the the glaring problems. I mean, I, I enjoy I enjoy the prequels. Now, despite their their issues, there's. I mean, it, let's face it; it's probably the most memeable um, movie trilogy out there. There's. Yeah. You know, there's there are so many good memes have come out of those films. Mm, definitely, absolutely. Well, let's uh, go to another musical interlude, and uh, we'll come back. Um, so, what more? Disney we'll probably f- go for a Star Wars one. Yeah, Star time. Wars tune this time. Okay, we'll be right back after. Played on the these accordion. Star Wars themes. <laughs> or the vocal accordion. Dun 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 dun. I think we there need we need some kazoo music. Mm. <laughs> I'll see. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back. Um <laughs> when do you think I'm gonna put any music in? That's gold. It's gold, I tell you. You're not gonna put any music in, you're not even gonna edit this puppy, are you? No intro or outro or anything in this. Yeah, just, right, go, no. yeah, just gonna put this <laughs> shit straight to air. <laughs> I've had enough. I don't care anymore. I've had 20 wines already tonight. I'm barely even keeping right. my eyes open. Why would I edit? That's oh right. Oh, my God. David, you wanted to review The Outer Worlds. Uh, go for it. Yeah. So, I, I, I've i got a long and proud history of being totally ignorant about what's happening in the gaming world. Um, so, But you used to host a video po- game podcast. Yeah, I know. It's and I, I, as you know, I'm still totally ignorant. Um, I, hey, David. I stumbled- David. David. Yeah. David. Yeah. David. Simon. Yeah, no, it's okay. Go on. No, hang on, David. Uh, <laughs> I I heard that the the Outer Worlds is like Fallout, but good. Is is that true? Please give me your comments. Well, yeah, yeah. Look, if we want an even shorter podcast, that's essentially right. Oh, damn. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I stumbled across this purely. Um, I did end up. Uh, I, I think I mentioned last podcast I bought the Destiny Shadowkeep expansion and I realised that I hadn't downloaded the or bought the one prior whose name now escapes me uh, Forsaken. Forsaken and I did see you playing yeah, that Forsaken. and that you were on the moon the other day too oh were you unlocked there you go yeah, yeah so I, I did download Forsaken anyway I, I did that and I, I've still been playing Destiny a bit but I thought oh, I'm just going to look at the Playstation store and see what it, what's around and um, the Outer Worlds popped up, and I thought, oh, that looks good. And then I looked at the just the intro screen on the PlayStation Store, and I thought, oh, that's very similar to Fallout 4. Um, and I, I then read a review, either it's an IGN or one of them, um, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to give this a go, and I'm damn glad I did. Mm. And it also made me do some research. So, again, because I'm ignorant, I now only just understand Obsidian Entertainment that they're involved with... Uh, Fallout New Vegas, mm-hmm. and then did Knights of the Old Republic two. Yep. So they got they've got they actually do lots another RPG called uh, Pillars of Eternity as well. That's right. Yeah, I did see that one mm-hmm. mentioned as well. Um, so and I loved Fallout four when it came out, even though it was a bug ridden piece of shit, and you know, but love the open world. And um, one of my kids still plays it to this day. Um, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to give this a go. So the shortest story is it's nearly bug-free. Um, the story premise is very different from Fallout. 
as far as it's your actually it reminded me a bit of Simon the Expanse as far as corporate owned um, stuff, uh, but, but in this case, a- asteroids, planets, and space stations. But it's also got a lot more humor, and it's got a lot more humor. Um, and the humor is well done. The dialogue mm. trees uh, totally took me back to Swotor, but they're even better than that. So it's not unusual to have four, five dialogue or even six dialogue choices when you're conversing, mm. but it, it did scream Swotor. I, I would swear the exiting and entry of air, uh, of spacecraft and that has been directly lifted from, from the Swotor, I remember. And the companions, the companions, the way you interact, it's also Swotor. Yeah. And I mean that in a positive way. Um, companions are cool. They're funny as well. All different abilities. Um, it's easy to craft stuff. It's easy to modify. Because Fallout 4 was an absolute pain in the ass to modify things and craft things and manage your inventory. Yeah. They've really learnt I, a lot with that. Yeah, I will say the UI isn't spectacular. It's manageable. But, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's still not work, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it's shitloads better than Fallout 4. But, yeah, you're right. It still could use some work. Yeah. Um, yeah, just loving it. So I've only probably played, I don't know, 10 to 12 hours in there. I'm at level 10, um, and it's just a hell of a lot of fun. And your reputation does, like I've, through a couple of decisions, of you know, totally got myself mm. unable to complete a key part of the quest um, because I basically pissed off the whole township. And so, <laughs> you know, everyone's out to shoot you. Um, so I've got to achieve that quest via an alternate means that's taking a bit longer. But yeah, highly, highly impressed is what I'll say. Hmm. I, and it's I good really for an older gamer. Too, from what I've played of it. I wish I had more time to, put, to invest in it though. Yeah. However. Um, I will just want to add as well, if you have Xbox or PC available to you, get it on Game Pass so you can get pick up Game Pass for, I think it's two bucks for two months still. Okay. Um, no, Xbox Ultimate. I think is what it is. Yeah, for two bucks for two months or whatever it is. Um, and then you get, yeah, you can pick up Outer Worlds, Gears 5. Um, I actually just noticed today that Rage 2 is on, on the PC version of Game Pass as well. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to say uh, Microsoft's, you know, Xbox Game Pass thing, that's a shitload of good value right there. Um, I think it's, I can't remember how much it is for the year, but that's like your whole Xbox subscription plus game pass i think it's mm. now like what 120 bucks for a year or whatever so, it is um, so, so are you saying it's better value than fallout first yeah oh yeah. okay right good good yeah. <laughs> do we need to talk about fallout first <laughs> no i don't think so i i no. think um i i think bethesda has managed to because that's the fun this is the funny contrast now is when Fallout mm. 4 came out, yeah, it was janky, it had problems, but it's, ah, oh, it's Bethesda, it's fine, it's charming, because we were yeah. used to it, and it's charming, yeah. and yeah. now they have, um, uh, well, there's, there's there's doo-doo in the bed, if you know the, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that particular expression, they've, uh, they have not only crapped in the bed, they continue to crap in the bed, and it's kind of explosive, and I don't know what they're doing, actually, I do know what they're doing, there's a very good reason if you're wondering what the hell's going on over there. Uh, and I think this is a pretty sound theory. The company that owns Zenimax, uh, the people that own Bethesda, because it's Bethesda and Bethesda companies. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, they are looking to sell, I, mm. from the sound of it. And one of the problems with the model that most game studios have is uh, cost a lot of money, cost a lot of money, cost a lot of money. Game releases make a lot of money, and then 
you know, you might might have paid expansions or you go back to the cost a lot of money, cost a lot of money, cost a lot of money, game releases, make a lot of money. doesn't look good on a spreadsheet. So what they're trying to do is monetize everything up the wazoo so their balance sheet looks more consistent and they become a yeah. more attractive proposition for sale. Mm. I think there's a lot of credibility in that line of thinking uh google it research it look into the company the the, the holding company that uh, that owns them but uh, i think that's what's going on because otherwise i don't understand why they would be actively trying to piss off so many people because mm. they've done a spectacular yeah. job of it i mean ea looks pretty good mm-hmm. even activision doesn't look bad in comparison they've, they've definitely managed to screw their reputation royally it's quite unless you staggering. talk about free speech with activision but yeah, that's another kettle of fish um, oh we can't well no we could but we're not allowed to we're not allowed to because <laughs> uh, certain uh people's republic is paying our bills um yes yeah so back to my point on game pass i just want to say yeah it's actually really good value so if you can pick that up you yeah, have heaps of games to play um i was that's where i got the outer worlds from too because I was mucking around with... Was it? Oh, I got Game Pass because I wanted it for Gears 5. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Outer Worlds popped up, up on there. And I was like, oh, this looks good. I'll give this a try. I mean, I've already got the subscription. Why not? Um, and yeah, I really liked it. And it's one of those games where I was like, oh, if it wasn't for Game Pass, I definitely would have, wouldn't have played it. And Yeah. Um, I literally logged onto it tonight just so I could log in to Sea of Thieves to get the new Gears of War uh, stuff in Sea of Thieves. Because it's a timed uh, login. Basically, you have to log in to get the unlock the content during a certain time period. Um, so I just wanted to log in to make sure I got that gear stuff. And then I saw, oh, look, Rage 2 is on here. And there's uh, Age of Empires 2 is on here now as well. Even though I used to be able to get that in a pack of Nutri-Grain. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it just, it just reminded me, especially to talk about Outer Worlds again, like just value for money. It's definitely worth it. Gotcha. Um... Other game I've been playing, though, is Jedi Fallen Order, which I already mentioned in the previous segments. Um, this is a really, really good game. Um, Respawn Entertainment, who are a developer under EA, um, they are putting out hit after hit in terms of games and just doing it right every time. I, I just... I can't praise this game enough. I really have fallen in love with it. I've been playing it virtually non-stop since Friday night, uh, only stopping to watch The Mandalorian and play around to Dungeons & Dragons. Otherwise, I just really want to keep playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, it's very much like Dark Souls. It's Dark Souls Light, they're calling it, with the combat. Um, it's lots of backtracking and going back to other planets that you've already been on to, you know find things and you get new abilities so there's new areas you can access and stuff like that um i'm just having an absolute ball just exploring this universe again and that's what's really got me excited to see rise of the skywalker even though the trailer was pretty average i just want more star wars at the moment cool yeah so um pick it up that's one of the good things at the moment isn't it is finally mm. we seem to have um a, a bit well, I mean, if you enjoyed the sequel trilogy movies, good for you, whatever, don't care. Um, but uh, it's, it, people, it, people like what they like, and uh, I can't hold yeah. that against them. The The good thing is now that... I'm really glad to hear that about Jedi Fallen Order, because I've been yeah. holding 
back on looking at that because you know it's, it's sort of it, it feels like it's been in a bit of a downward spiral um, certainly it, depending on who you listen to it's what, what your marketing has says. been horrific it's it, some of the worst marketing I've ever seen exactly um, and this is what EA seems to just do this with all the Respawns games um, going back to Titanfall 2 it got dropped between uh, which is a first person shooter mm. it got dropped between both Call of Duty and Battlefield the week between both of them like, it's just literally sent out to die, and it had one of the best single-player first-person shooter campaigns I've ever played. I don't think I've played one that's been better since. Um, and it was had a fantastic multiplayer and everything, but it was sent out to die, so it never got any you know value out of it. Um, Apex Legends, which has been a huge hit in terms of um, battle royales and video games this year, um, even it like its marketing, it was a shadow drop. Yeah. And it was word of mouth that got that market marketing and is what made that game a success. Um, and so that wasn't even really marketed by EA either. And here we have Rise of Skywalker. They bombed the EA uh, the E3 reveal. Um, they did bugger all to really try and repair the damage from the E3 reveal. They've done literally bugger all marketing <laughs> in the last week leading up to the game coming out. Like, the game was coming out in a week and it's like... Is there any marketing? No, I haven't heard anything. I know the game's coming. When is it? Oh, it's this week. Oh, wow, it's this week. Where's the marketing? Um, and it's actually a really good game again. So, I don't know who Respawn pissed off in EA's marketing, but they're hitting it out of the park. They're three for three, and... Yeah, I just... It's really good. I'll just go go out and get it, I reckon. All right. Well, I'm, yeah, I think I will, actually, because... Mm. Uh, that is the that is the thing about the Mandalorian um, is it it reminded me what Star Wars feels like, and yeah. not not just the accoutrement, but mm. just just as an experience. It it kind of, it reminded me how I used to feel, and that is actually kind of magical. That the I thought the fire might have gone out, but uh, the the embers are glowing, and the house may burn down a little later on. We'll see how we go, but. Yeah, I'm really pleased to hear that because the mainline movies lately have been very divisive for one reason or another. But the, the yeah. positive news about The Mandalorian and the positive feedback we're starting to hear about Jedi Fallen Order, it's it's encouraging. It really is encouraging. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's just a fun fun, fun game. It really is. Um, yeah, pick it up on whatever you can get it on. I've got it on PC and I'm having a ball. Um, I hear it's got enhanced for Xbox One X or something as well on it as well if you've got Xbox. But, yeah. Um, runs really well. The only time I notice frame rate drops is when it's doing, like, loading between sections of the world. Other than that, it's been pretty much buttery smooth. I've had one crash on PC, so I imagine on console it's probably optimised a hell of a lot better. Um... Oh, I'm just it's kind of because we mentioned Swotable basically and I'm still yeah. playing my agent if anyone cares <laughs> but why would you um, Daniel Erickson does it, do we remember Daniel Erickson from uh, the early Swotable days yeah. he uh, he was tweeting out recently that he managed to get uh, Drew Carpatian back uh, well involved in writing a new story for uh, it's uh, it's an it's an iOS and Android app called Storyscape 
but uh, if you if you're interested and you you liked the quality some quality storytelling and I don't know if this is going to be quality storytelling but I suspect it will be um, go into Storyscape and have a look for something called Edge of Extinction it premieres on the 20th of this month so uh, maybe give it a look that name rings a bell yeah he, mm. he wrote one of the novels too didn't he yeah yeah he's um, that's one of the things that I've been remembering playing playing through my my chess agent is that even though I got admit, I don't find the combat terribly fun. I do enjoy being in the Swotor universe, and I do enjoy the the stories. So, yeah, there's 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 magic out there to be had, old and new. So uh, let's we we'll stay positive. I think there's reasons to <laughs> stay positive. Mm. Yeah. We should stay positive for the years and years to come. Uh, speaking of years and years, uh, there's a TV show. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, so... I had nothing some else. Might, <laughs> no. Some may be aware of this, others not. So Emma, this is a show written by Russell T. Davies of Doctor Who fame. Um, it's actually an HBO show, six episodes, um, set in the UK. Um, a family... Uh, who live it, it essentially starts in about 2024 um, and this is where I don't want to get into spoils but essentially um, it's an alternate history sort of show so you get to see what happens in the US uh, what happens in the UK uh, there are key historical events that they obviously mock up that affect this family but it's 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 as much about the family as what goes on around them but there are things like you know massive collapses of certain things, but it's not it's not post-apocalyptic by any stretch. So you still got a fu- functioning society, um, and Emma Thompson is running for politics on a very Brexity. I'll say what I want. I'll do what I want. Um, for example, you know I'm going to pass legislation that people with low IQs can't vote. That sort of stuff uh, hmm. as the background, and it's very very interesting. Very well done. Yet to see a little bit of virtual reality as far as um, kids get, getting right into particular face filter things they put on a headset and it, it you know changes their facial features. You also see a bit of a discussion around transhumanism, so people wanting to become digital and and stuff like that. So there's a bit of Russell T Davies Doctor Whoish stuff in there, but as a general story set in the UK, slightly in the future, really really engaging. So I've only watched um, the first three episodes because. Um, our local one of our local channels SBS um, have obviously licensed it from HBO but yeah highly recommend it hmm. Hmm. sounds good might have to check that out and uh, yeah. Well, yeah although I, I, David I just have to pick you up on one point um, I think you got confused when you say connected um, the idea of Brexit with uh, restricting people of low IQ not being able to vote I think you're actually thinking of Remain because that's what they're doing if you're too, people are too stupid too uninformed or too old they their vote doesn't count that's definitely the Remain camp I think you'll find I oh, know yeah, I was I wasn't I, I had something I said the Brexit as far as doing what you want to say and what you want but no absolutely wasn't linking Brexit oh, to okay. um, the right. IQ thing sorry yeah, no no sorry that, that's that's, right. that's just, there's no more politics that's <laughs> that's that's as close as we get yeah yeah no all good that sounds really interesting so so it's an alternate timeline yeah and if look I'll do one spoiler alert here so just turn off for the next 10, 10 seconds so for for example um 
one of the premises at the end of the first episode is that Trump, in the last days of his second term, nukes um, the the man-made island that China built in the South China Sea. Wow, that's oddly specific. But but doesn't end up in a end of world scenario. So basically, um, China backed down. But it just gives you it, it just provides the context of how much the world's changed by mm. two thousand twenty-four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Although that doesn't that doesn't entirely sound like a bad idea. Yeah. Oh well, we'll keep it no. above. Keep it above the line. Don't forget who's paying um, for us, Simon. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Chinese masters. I, I'm, yes. I'm a good. I'm a good Mandarin, and I don't mean the fruit. You got. You got to toe that line. Um, speaking of lines. Well, that's uh, where Kowtow comes from. We've got a Kowtow. Stop ruining my segue. Right. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Have uh, another try, why don't you? Go on. I promise uh, I won't interrupt. It's, it, this Go isn't on. above board. But you know what's above the line? There's a video that you you, you told us to watch uh, called Above the Line, Simon. <laughs> you tell oh, yes. the people about it. Well, deepfakes. We'll, I assume we all know about deepfakes. If you're not familiar, deepfake is a technology that enables you to... Uh, if you've got enough video of someone you can use a program system deepfake to effectively change the face of the uh, of an actor saying something and or even video of that same person no i'm screwing this up basically you can put someone else's face on someone and make it it looks can look pretty if you match the the people up the the fake with the actor you can get a pretty damn good resemblance. Collider have done a couple of these recently, and it's probably the only decent thing Collider have done in a very long time uh, since um, Christian exploded on <laughs> publicly about being nice to Disney and then not getting an, an invitation to Galaxy's Edge. So what's the point of being nice to Disney, which gives you a good idea of where some of these folks actually lie and how trustworthy they are. Having said that, that wasn't a deep fake. This is a deep fake. And it's a round table with George Lucas, Tom Cruise, Ewan McGregor, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Goldblum. I think that's everybody. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And yep. it's pretty good. It's worth having, worth revisiting Collider just to have a look at this. Mm. Uh, especially Tom Cruise is just, you know, it may as well have been, actually probably could have been the real thing. I, don't, I can't imagine Tom Cruise saying anything any different, quite honestly. But have a look. We will put yeah. the link in the description. Show notes. Show notes. Absolutely. The, thing, the what's it. But you guys have both had a look. What was your initial reaction on the 45 seconds worth you managed to squeeze in before we started recording? Yeah. <laughs> so just from Tom Cruise's first um, response, I started laughing. So I'm looking forward to seeing the rest. Yeah, the... Um yeah, the responses are actually pretty spot on, but the technology that does the facial animation is just horrifically scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just going to leave this, it at that. Yeah, this is the, this is the technology used right for for mm. entertainment and parody purposes, but yeah, we're 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 rapidly reaching the point where you're not going to be able to trust your own eyes, quite literally. So. Yeah. So have a look at it, be entertained, and just remember this for the future when we enter the hellscape dystopia that we're rapidly heading towards. But, uh, you know, 
<laughs> or not, you know, or not. Just, just, just ignore uh, it completely and just trust everything that the media spoon feeds to you because that's good too. That, that'll also yeah. work. I know I've said this a thousand times, but wouldn't uh, on different phrases, but wouldn't Hellscape Dystopia be a brilliant name for a podcast? Oh, shut up! <laughs> we are not starting <laughs> that another. Be, that's a great we're phrase. We're not starting another podcast. No, you're on your own with that one. <clears throat> yep, yeah, yep. It'll just be you laughing at your dad jokes. <laughs> oh, God, you never yeah. see. And the irony is that I'd probably do better than this one. Uh, well, yeah, it's yep. a low bar to set, but. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of which, um, what's green and has wheels? And this came from the Lego Tower game, by the way, so it actually relates to the podcast. A green car? No, um, grass, because I was lying about the wheels. Oh, God. <laughs> There's Lego humour at its best. Oh, that's, that's horrific, mate. That's really and, uh, and it's made it's made my night because Simon's dead silence knows that he's truly pained by that, so that's good. Mm. Save us and I talk think... about the WoW expansion, please. Yeah. I so speaking I... of um, <laughs> things past the youth by date, um, WoW announced at BlizzCon that the next WoW expansion called World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Um, a brief read through of the premise is basically they're trying to send us back to Lich King territory. Um, as far as um, oh, it actually had a really cool that cinematic sort of trailer I will say that actually there you go I haven't actually watched that so oh, I must check that out so oh, their it, trailers, it looks they good. always do good trailers though I don't know they how they do. get to That's, do them but they're always great Blizzard yeah they it's are. Blizzard doing Blizzard um, yeah actually better yet go see the Diablo 4 trailer cinematic trailer that thing is amazing like horror movie vibes stuff and I loved it and I want Diablo 4 now um, yeah yeah. So, that's yeah. good the, oh, the actually the Overwatch 2 trailer is working job. good that's just actually a really, um, really cool trailer um, Overwatch tra- uh, 2's trailer is really good as well so yeah so yeah expansion and I'm reading this for the first time myself so there's five new zones one end game zone four leveling zones but what I didn't realise is changing the leveling so in the Shadowlands expansion players will have their level reduced to level 50 and will have to level to level 60 in the new area so they've taken it back to the original game I assume that means across all zones or maybe just while you're there I don't know yeah it's uh, from what I understand they're doing like a compression of levels so if you're doing the level up from 1 to 50 it'll be very much quicker and you'll be getting uh, more stuff more quickly essentially is what they're saying yeah okay um, oh yeah and there's an overview there so yeah look even I I love wow to bits but I've become fatigued with it I barely got to level 120 with the last one so I'll, I'll buy it just because I will but yeah I mean it is a game that's coming to the end of its life cycle I'm impressive lasted as long as I have well you could buy it or you could support free speech you know it's, it's up to you no, uh, no, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got to. I'm paying fifty bucks every six months for a subscription. I've got to have something to, you know, else to spend on. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, this is why democracy works so well. Is uh, exactly. we, have, we have a population of consume product, wait for next product, mindlessly consume product, it's about mindless wait for next product. <sighs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> well, where would podcasts be without mindless consumption? I don't know, but I'm thinking consumption maybe needs to be banned. And I'm, that was a medical joke, David. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> Nothing worse than a bout of consumption. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. All right, I'm done. I can always bring it back done? to bowels. Yeah, well, that's sounds like us, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, consumption is about the lungs, but still. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's, know. It's good I, to I, mention bowels. I, I don't care. I had to bring it back somehow, and that's as good a way as any. Yeah, that was as good as Ben's segues this show, so it's good. So, what is consumption? Is it like tuberculosis or something? Yeah, that's right. It's an active TB infection in the lungs, and I'm not being impressive. I had to actually Google to remind myself, ah. so I'm not as if I knew that off the top of my head. Oh, we could have been it's impressed. A very old term. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, are we going to call it a show? I don't know if I'd I'd call call it a show. show. I'd call it finished. Are we we calling it finished? (laughs) Am I allowed to leave this nightmare? You are. Get back to (laughs) fallen order. It's not finished. It's just kind of collapsed on the ground whimpering. (laughs) With consumption. With consumption. I feel like I'm going to collapse on the ground very soon. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at InvalidPod. You can find us at Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash InvalidOpinionsPodcast and the website InvalidOpinionsPodcast.com. Uh, yeah, leave us a review, all that sort of fun stuff. Hit the subscribe button and remember to click that bell. Yeah, do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on that note uh, yeah good night everybody good night fare thee well you sad people so sad